What's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Amazing Grace, and you are tuned in to The Remedy. My friends, do we have an exciting show for you today? Oh my gosh. You guys, ya girl, she loves good documentaries. I have watched a bunch of them. I know you have too, because I know you love good documentaries too. Man, they just suck you in. And I saw a killer one. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's called The Reawakening. It is an up and coming docu-series, but the first episode is out and you guys, it is so freaking good. You have to watch it. Eric and I, we couldn't stop. We were glued to our screen. And today, get ready because on the show, we have the creator, the writer, the director, Matthew Thayer. You guys, we have him here today on The Remedy, so tune in. Let's go. Hey, friends, I want to introduce you to Matthew Thayer. He is the creator, the writer, the director of this documentary that I just cannot stop talking about. Incredible. The Reawakening series. Oh my gosh, you guys, you have to watch this. And I am so blessed. We are all so blessed to have Matthew here with us today. Matthew, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. That's uh, always wonderful to, to uh, get on another podcast and engage with a different audience. And so hello, everybody. And uh, uh, yeah, I um, started doing uh, filmmaking Oh, about 15 years ago, really felt like, I mean, I, I loved stories all my life and uh, actually wanted to be an animator when I grew up. And uh, when I grew up, I got uh, married to my first wife and got some kids and ended up just like going like, wow, well, I got to, you know, I got to put all those childish dreams aside and uh, I got to, you know, do mortgages, you know, to pay, provide for the family. And so part of my soul died. And uh, with it, uh, you know, um, I my marriage fell apart and uh, ended up in just a, a real low point in my life and felt like, uh, felt like, uh, you know, I had a conversation with God, what I should do. Um, and he's like, well, you know, that thing that I put in your heart to do, if you've never done, you should, you should probably do that. And I said, okay, well, yeah, touche. So I uh, started uh, looking into filmmaking. He started putting some ideas in my mind um, that uh, to this day have not been realized, but um, they are my, one of my driving forces to keep going. Um, but I started to learn how to screenwrite, started to uh, teach myself how to edit. I had been homeschooled, so uh, self-education was nothing new. So I just would go down to the short, you know, to Barnes and Noble or to the library. Um, met my second wife, um, and she had been pursuing um, uh, filmmaking and media, and uh, she really encouraged me uh, to, to pick up the director, you know, kind of uh, chair uh, to jump in the director's chair and. And, um, and she's been, you know, uh, along my side the entire way. I mean, she's the producer on this project. She's the producer on our last documentary as well called the Trump I know. Uh, and so, yeah, so it's just been a journey. We, we've, we've incorporated our children into a lot of our short films. Uh, we started doing a lot of corporate and commercial projects over the years. And then, you know, recently we've jumped into this uh, documentary space and, uh, our hope and, and uh, not, not hope, but our goal. Uh, which should be soon realized is to start doing some scripted work, uh, making movies and TV series and things like that. Incredible. So what was, was there one moment or what prompted you to make this particular documentary? Well, there's probably a couple of different things that kind of prompted it. Um, 
the uh, I mean, the genesis of it, uh, tech, I mean, technically would be, you know, I met Clay uh, through a, a relationship um, of mutual friends. And uh, we were already, you know, looking at possibility of moving to Tulsa and doing some, you know, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for filmmaking down in Oklahoma. Uh, very government friendly environment as far as tax incentives and things like that. We'd already been on a couple of projects down there. And so uh, found out that Clay was from Tulsa connected with him and he you know gets on the phone and if any you know you know clay i mean he's already a million steps ahead of you and goes a million <laughs> miles an hour and uh he's just like hey you do documentaries right and i'm like well yeah that's one of the things that i do well i got this idea <laughs> so he just pitches me this idea to do this documentary about the tour and i'm like well this is a pretty big idea clay i mean it feels like it needs to be kind of a series and uh and say so, well you know, so we uh, we started off on it, and uh, and it was kind of interesting because I had already had an idea that I had talked to some, um, some other producers about, and it actually didn't um, didn't materialize. But it was back at the end of the year where we were talking about the voting, um, all of the fraud, um, the you know the uh, the voting uh, machine companies, and uh, you know just kind of like where we were as we were watching everything kind of tailspin after uh, November third. And, um, mm -hmm. and we had kind of worked on this series and idea, right. Um, where things kind of wove together. And so when, when Clay, um, brought this up, I was like, Oh, maybe I could unpack some of that stuff that I was intending for that series over here. And you're talking uh, about and, Clay, uh, Clay Clark from thrive time podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Clay Clark. Um, and, uh, and so we, um, so we, you know, so it kind of, brought in some ideas from that and then I've always been passionate about history and the founding of our country and founding principles and like I said it was homeschooled and so um you know homeschoolers kind of nerd out on that stuff and uh and so um it, I just felt it was like my opportunity to bring in some of the things that I cared about have some conversations with people that I wanted to talk to and actually I actually learned a lot you know making the documentary I didn't realize you know, some of the things that I learned, which was always encouraging because when you're learning something, you, you know, it's pretty, pretty good chance that your audience is going to learn something too. And that was one thing that Eric, my husband kept saying, just there's so much documented history in this first installment of this mm. docu-series that was so mind-blowing. He was like, first of all, why doesn't mainstream media talk about any of this history I mean, we have an idea, but also why is this never taught in schools? When we were growing up, this wasn't even taught in right. school. Why? I mean, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can't, you can't help but, you know, but think that there's got to be some sort of nefarious reason for it, um, you know, to, to, for the, to withhold this information uh, from people yeah. um, because it's an empowering message. Um, it's a message that empowers the individual um, uh, and, and teaches us that these, you know, these rights and these liberties and these freedoms, uh, come from our, our, our creator and, you know, in, in a, in a real tangible way. I think there's a lot of people that say that, like, they'll say like, oh yes, we know that they're endowed by our creator or, you know, he gave us these things or it comes from the Judeo-Christian ethic. But I'm the kind of person where I'm just like, well, what does that mean? You know, it's like, well, you know, like what, what can we point to? That's evidence of that because, you know, the way that you're talking about that, while I believe it, 
it's just your opinion at this point because you haven't really backed it up with any facts. And right. so getting together with uh, William Federer um, was just a godsend. We got Incredible. With him. I, I'd actually, uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd actually wanted to talk to the Bartons, um, David and, and Timothy Barton, but they were uh, really engaged with um, um, getting people out of Afghan, uh, Afghanistan right, at the moment oh uh, when gosh. we were doing filming. And so uh, they, they uh, very kindly um, connected me with uh, William Federer uh, and he immediately was just thrilled. And so we worked it out and got connected with him um, and uh, interviewed him for three and a half hours. I mean, like I got three and a half hours worth of content out of this guy um, and he never referred to the notes. Uh, he was he's just a white walking historical encyclopedia and he just <laughs> rattles off names and dates and stories. And you ask him a question and he's like, and, and all of a sudden it's like, you ask him a question about one thing and then he, he starts talking about something that happened like 2000 years before, before prior. And then like, you're going like, where are you going with this bill? And then he like brings it all the way back up to your question. And, and you're just like, Whoa. And he just unpacks all this context. <laughs> and as a filmmaker, I'm going, I'm sitting there interviewing him. I'm going, I don't even know how to edit this together. I mean, like, how do I edit all this together? He's just provided all this extra context and everything else. And so it was definitely a challenge, but, um, but he is just, so, so great and he's become a friend and we text and stuff like that and but that was what I really wanted was I wanted to bring into this patriot space where we're talking about where we've come to you know where we've come to um you know facing this medical tyranny um where we've come to where we've advocated our our rights and our authority as we the people over to uh, these corporations or to these politicians who have cheated their way in and, you know, how it's all kind of gearing up towards this pretty much the monarchy of all monarchies where it's like we, we you know, it's just going to be one world top down government where, you know, we're not going to have any rights or freedom. Um, right. And, and how this, how long this has been cooking, you know, I, I, it's like when we when we talk about those things as patriots, I feel like there's a lot of people that get you know scared, they get afraid, and my my goal as a storyteller is never to is never to bring fear. My my goal as a storyteller is always to vanquish fear, um, and to bestow hope. And so you That's know, awesome. so to 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 bring hope, I feel like we have to be reminded, and we have to be reminded of context, and we have to show that at one point we understood where these rights came from, we could actually point to places in the Bible where, you know, these foundations are. People studied those things, agreed that, you know, hey, based off of the whole of humanity and the whole of philosophy, we understand that these principles actually work fundamentally. And it's not just our opinion based on our religious belief system, but it's actually something that, you know, can be experimented on and scientifically proven that these, that these principles work. Um, whether or not they come from God is immaterial. You know what I mean? Really, when it comes down to it, like I tell people all the time, I don't really care if you're an atheist. You just have to, you, you pretty much have to concede to me that these principles that I claim come from my God and come from my book actually lead to your liberty. So, That's right. you know, you can not believe in God, you, but you, you can't deny the fact that these principles work. And so that was kind of my heart was coming, you know, from the historical perspective and bringing that historical context in combination with, um, you know, this current uh, situation that we find ourselves in, because I feel like we have a better 
path, we, we can see the path forward if we can see where we've come from and we can look back and go, oh, man, we face the exact same tyrannies we face. We're facing the exact same tyranny. They're, li- they're literally doing the exact same thing. And we beat it then with these principles. There's probably a good reason to believe that we can beat it again with the same. Right. Those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yep. But unfortunately, yep. that dooms all of us to repeat it along with them. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> what I love so much about the reawakening uh, is that it's not uh, political right versus left. You're, it's not, this is a Republican film or a, you know, a Democratic film. This is a film for everyone. It's not science versus anti-science or conspiracy theory, but all of it is historical references. It's all of our history. I mean, and this is history. Uh, there's medical evidence presented by incredible, I mean, you've got some heavy hitters in here with, Dr. Simone Gold and, and Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. I love Dr. Tenpenny. Oh my gosh. I just, she's such a hero. Um, but I mean, you guys uncover, uh, real true, like election fraud in here and showing the evidence of that. I mean, it's just, Matthew, it's incredible work that you are doing. Just absolutely incredible. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, and I, I mean, it, it was, it was extraordinary to talk to all of these amazing people and have access to them and to interview them. And, you know, I think like, like I was saying before, I mean, that the challenge was, is what do you leave on the cutting room floor? Because it's like, it's just so good. Like everything, like I, there was like Lee Dundas's interview was like, I wish I could just lit up the screen with it because it's just, it, it's, it's extraordinary. The whole thing. Man, she's such Dr. a spitfire. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I but, love her stuff. Yeah. I love listening yeah, to her Dr. so much. Yeah, no, for sure. I know every single time she's on the stage at the at the tour, it's like I I want to listen to it. Um, and Dr. Tenpenny, same, you know, and um, and so, but yeah, the, but that was the that was the goal, you know. Like we, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to um, to me, it's not about right versus left. It's not about you know Democrat versus Republicans. I mean, if I were to if I were to label myself because i don't really care i don't care for labels all that much but i mean i would i would say i'm I'm very much more leaning more libertarian than i am um either republican uh and but i i it it really is a beat to me about finding the common denominator um and and what what we all agree on um that works and functions for humanity and um and we might have some differences on, on on you know how that is but like i said i mean we really are living in a very unique time where I think that if we can, if we can be reminded of these principles that, you know, come from, you know, thousands of years of, you know, of, of, uh, debate and, um, sifting through what works, what doesn't work, you know, this, you know, political science, there was a reason why it was called political science because this is applying a scientific method to something that, you know, that serves the populace. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you would sit there and look at this and go like, okay, we, and, and our founding fathers, you know, they, they were like, this is why it was called the great experiment. You know, it's like, we're going to experiment with this. We're going to actually, like, we have an opportunity to create a nation where we can put these principles that have all been theory up at this, to this point uh, to, into action, you know, um, and, and aside from, you know, aside from, um, you know, what we were pointing out in, in the film, um, Israel, you know, the first 400 years um, after uh, after the exodus and before King Saul, um, you know, really, you know, we're the first country to, 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 you know, not have a monarch, not have a king, to, to experiment with what it would be like to have people free 
um, from that top-down type of government structure, which seems to be the default of humanity. And um, and so, if we can remind ourselves that that's where those principles come from, then um, you know we have a real great opportunity to bring those things back forward, place them front and center, and have a conversation and be able to point at something current, like a current tyranny, right? Because we haven't really, they've done a really good job of hiding tyranny for a long time. And it's now it's like it's right out in the open and everybody is like really concerned about it. And we can actually say like, look, you know, this tyranny looks exactly like it, like, like our founding fathers faced and, and other, you know, freedom fighters have faced across, you know, uh, across the ages. And these are the principles that we can use to beat it. And this is what they used back then. And we can use now and we can actually show that these principles that come from, you know, our maker actually work. And, and, and people can go like, well, yeah, you know what? We, we've been ignoring those things and maybe we, we should get back to those. And I think there's going to be just an extraordinary, you know, revival, uh, not only um, in, 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 in faith and in belief in God and, um, but, and Jesus, uh, but I, I really do believe it's going to be an extraordinary revival uh, towards um, the concept of moral law mm-hmm. and, and what it is to actually live you know, underneath of that moral law and how that moral law can bring peace and prosperity. Wow. That's so awesome, man. And I am pulling for that. <laughs> I'm praying for that. Mm-hmm. I'm praying for that. I'm praying that, you know, the Lord's kingdom come and his will be done because that is the Lord's will, you know, that we live yep. righteously, that we strive to live righteously. You know, and this this show that I do here is called the remedy because the world is sick and we've we're you know hurtling towards what seems like ultimate destruction, but that the, there is a remedy and the remedy is found in the Word of God and that is something that I especially love about your documentary is that you and Clay highlight that this was a calling upon your life and. Um, Tell me how, since you have yielded to this calling, how it has affected your life and your spiritual walk. Mm. Yeah, no, it was interesting because uh, well, the, the, uh, the previous documentary that we did was called The Trump I Know. Mm-hmm. and um, Which is awesome, too, by the way. At... Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, and uh, we... Um, uh, we were asked to, to work on that by some friends of ours uh, who'd had to you know, uh, some, uh, the executive producers, they had access to Laura Trump and uh, had passed the idea to create a documentary kind of coming from the uh, the women around Trump. Like there were so many, you know, great women and nobody would seem to be talking to them, you know. And so um, and so we created this documentary. And so they asked me, uh, you know, would you want to direct this documentary? And so I was like, well, that's going to draw a line in the sand, and because I, you know, I'd been working really hard um, to, you know, to, to become good enough. I would always tell people that I wanted to become good enough at at filmmaking that somebody along the lines of a Steven Spielberg of that ilk, you know, would would want to have coffee with me, you know, <laughs> to get that good at your craft. Right. That somebody like that would want to, you know, say, hey, you know, like let's have coffee sometime, right? And um, uh, and so, you know, to, to create a documentary about the president, um, that for whatever reason, you know, I mean, we have some ideas that Hollywood has seemed to just completely target, um, and, and vilify, even though at one point they adored him. 
um, they, uh, we, you know, you know what I mean? You kind of, like, like I said, draws a line in the sand. And, and at that moment, I felt God tell me like, why are you trying to curry favor with people who, you know, like Hollywood is dying basically. And you're going to be part of something different and look over here. This is where your audience is. And he kind of pointed me away from Hollywood over into uh, the middle of America. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said, go there. And I said, all right. So, um, so, you know, and it was just a, it was a, it was a point of, of courage and a point of faith going like, all right, I'm just going to lay everything in front of you, Lord, and that you're just going to guide my path. Um, and, um, and so from that, I, I, I've always loved, um, creating with him, um, and, and, and praying through everything with him. Um, he gives me a, a, amazing ideas. There's times where I go to bed very frustrated and I'll pray and just leave it, you know, at his feet and, and wake up in the morning with an idea of like, you know, how to structure something differently or better and it just works. And so I know he talks to me and he loves to co-labor with me and, mm-hmm. that. and, and I, and I, and I, and I, through both, uh, um, well, I mean, even in commercials, like, I mean, I, when I was doing commercials, I would, we would, you know, pray on set or I would pray before I'd get to the set and say, Lord, I just, you know, invite your Holy Spirit to show me, you know, um, you know, happy accidents, things like that, that would work better or whatever, and just kind of giving him charge of things. And so I, you know, did that a lot, you know, through this whole process, just asking God, you know, you know, what's the information, how do you want this to be presented? You know, how, how, what is it that you want to be communicated? And so I, I, I hope and pray that, you know, what was realized is as close to the heart of God that could come through this, you know, broken earthen vessel that I am, you know, if that makes sense. That's awesome, dude. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly right. He is, you know, we, he co-labors, you know, with us and calls us to our duty. And when we stand up and we take up our cross, it's not always easy to take up our cross, but the cross is our calling. And just like the cross was Jesus's ultimate calling in his life, um, to take up our cross and follow Jesus. It's not always easy. And the doors that open are very often never the doors that we think are going to open, like you having coffee Mm -hmm. with Spielberg. Although I hope that someday you can have coffee with him while you share the gospel with him and uh, his life is changed and he repents and um, his life is, his his soul is saved, you know? Um, That would would, would be awesome. I'd, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't judge anybody from the standpoint of like where they're sold at. Um, I try not to do that. Um, but there's some indication from fruit that, you know, may not be in a good place, but, um, yeah, it would be, it would be an honor. It would be an honor to have that opportunity. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. I, I love that you guys use, uh, uh, Ephesians, uh, chapter five, verse 14 mm. in your, um, your docu-series, your documentary, and speaking about Mm -hmm. us being light, because here on The Remedy, we really use, you know, Proverbs uh, uh, 3, 5, and 6 of the Lord making your path straight. And that's what this is, is illuminating the path, that, you know, Mm -hmm. the light makes everything visible. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why he says, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light, you know, that he's the light of the world. And um, I'm just so, so blessed to have had you on the show. And uh, 
As we close out, do you have something that you would like to share with my listeners, maybe a beacon of hope in this darkness that we're facing all around us right now? Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, I think that God's up to something really great, honestly. Um, you know, when I look at it, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fairly hopeful person. Um, I, I, I God for a long time ago, He you know placed kind of that brand of hope that you know, like that's my kind of um, a driving virtue. You know, if you were to if call it that. Um, and uh, w- when I look at things. Um, I always come at it like, all right, God, what are you doing? Because I, I just, you know, I, I believe that he's got something really extraordinary up his sleeve. Um, <laughs> True story. And, um, and, and really what he needs is, is for people to, to wake up and to see, because, you know, he, he takes the responsibility that, that he placed on us for this planet very seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he's not going to step in and intervene you know, just in any, just in the same way that, you know, um, you know, my, um, a landlord's not going to like break into the house that he rented to you. You know what I mean? Like he's, um, you know, he's, he's going to ask for permission because you know, that's what he's legally required to do. And, and God has given us charge over this planet. And, uh, while he does step in and intervene every once in a while, I mean, he does take that, that charge that he's given us very seriously. And, and, and I, and I hope that, um, what we're working on and the documentary and the way they're presenting it, um, you know, helps to, to, to awake people or, or at least maybe provide some context for people that have just woken up that can kind of watch this and go, Oh, I kind of, maybe I, maybe I'm seeing, you know, through a lens that I didn't see before and maybe I'm seeing things a little bit clearer. Um, and, um, and cause you know, we're all disoriented, you know, this has all been very confusing mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we, we, you know, did the documentary the way that we did, um, you know, being a filmmaker, you know, using the visuals that we did. And it's not just a string of interviews. It's like, I've you know, put a lot of thought process into the sound design and to the visuals, and, you know, creating an experience for somebody to sit down and actually feel, um, I don't have a problem with entertaining people. You know, that's what I feel like my call is to do is to entertain. But then at the same time, while I'm entertaining you, I'm hoping that I'm also, you're also entertaining new ideas, right? So, um, and, uh, and so, um, yeah, no, I, I feel like God is setting something up. I feel like, um, the, the, what we're watching right now is, um, the world is, is waking up. Um, I think the world is waking up to a lot of things that, um, that the, the, the enemy, uh, both spiritual and, uh, those human beings that have been, um, influenced by the dark spiritual powers um are they they didn't want us to know they want us to stay asleep um and um and i and i think that it's up to the people of god to, to recognize uh where god's fingerprints are on this right now and to really pray into it and to 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 release our authority over this planet uh, uh to him and to engage with him and what he's doing follow his lead because i believe that he wants to bring liberty and freedom uh, to the world, um, because it says in the Bible that, you know, um, I think it's in, gosh, I think it's in second Corinthians. I mean, I, 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 sometimes I get the addresses wrong, but it's essentially where it's like, um, it says that the goal is, is to put all power and authority under Jesus' feet, meaning Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if we are the body of Christ, 
then, you know, that rule and authority is supposed to be placed underneath of our feet. Now, some people have mistakenly believed that that means that we're supposed to be a rule and authority. And I don't think that's true. I think that, um, you know, God is, is it's supposed to be underneath of his rule and authority. He is the he, but he is the, the uh, amazing benevolent monarch that he is. He gives liberty and freedom to his subjects. Uh, he is a good father and he loves to bestow blessing upon those that, that, that fall underneath and place themselves willingly under his law. And so I think that if we can show people that and we can actually take, uh, you know, our charge and we're going to watch the rule and authority that these beings, spiritual beings and these people, these, these humans that have been influenced by them, um, we're going to see them crumble. We're going to see all kingdoms pass away and nothing is going to be left but him. And I think the world is going to finally recognize and realize that he is the benevolent king and they're going to rejoice because, um, uh, you know, because he and, and his love and his glory is going to be, you know, shown to everyone. So, um, yeah, so eventually I, I every knee will bow. People, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's and, and people and that's not going to be something because it's like, you know, it, that that's going to be because it's so gloriously wonderful. Oh, yeah. Not because not because they're afraid. No, not because. Like he's showing up and all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, we better bow. You know what I mean? It's like, it's going to be because they're going to be like, wow, like what a benevolent, awesome, loving, caring God. Yeah, because of his and majesty. How can I do anything but bow to him? Because yeah. he, you know, I owe him my allegiance, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I think we just, uh, it, I don't know. I, I just, I look at everything that's going on right now and, I'm not the doom and gloom kind of guy where it's like, oh yeah, it's going to hell in a handbasket and so Jesus is coming back. It's like, no, I'm 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 actually believe that that we're gonna figure out a way to to show how we are the image bearers of God and that we are the bride of Christ and that we actually have some principles and things like that brought down uh, to us by him. And and that if we lean on him, I think that he wants to to use us. Uh, to bring that about and to usher in, you know, that, that return, um, that glorious return where he steps back down on the earth and, and reigns. Um, but uh, he loves humanity. I mean, he just loves us. You know, when I mean, you think about it, he actually has a human body. Oh, you know? I know. Like, it, that's so mind blowing to me. Like we are he, space dust in the middle of, I mean, we're on a ant-sized planet, you know, in, in, we are micro dust on ant-sized planet. How could yep. you know us? But you know, every hair on our head, it is, uh, it's unfathomable to me, but, yeah. but he and does. I, like I said, I mean, he, 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 I mean, when I stop and think about that, how Jesus ascended and he took his body with him mm -hmm. and now he's up sitting next to the father in human form yeah, with a human body. And you're just like, Wow. Like I, he, like, <laughs> it just, it, it just makes you look at your own flesh and your own creation and go like, God, you know, I, I don't want to put down my body. I want to, I want to, I, I want, I want to glorify you with it. You know, I want to, to, to cherish it and to nourish it and to, to cherish this earth that you've given us charge over because you cared enough about it to come down and to take on human form and to die for us. And then to resurrect that same body and take it up to heaven as an example, you know, of what, you know, our future looks like. And so, I don't know, I, I just, I, I just, I, I get excited 
when I look at the future, I look, I get excited. I know it's going to be rough. We're probably going for some pretty crazy revelations from the standpoint of like just stuff that's going to be revealed and the ugliness that we're going to have to, to, to tangle with and, and to fix. But I think for, for the most part, I think, you know, I think people are going to be ready for it. I think we're, we're God's positioning us in the right way. And, and you know, he's the one that's writing this the story and he wins in the end. And I think it's going to be amazing. Amen. God wins. God wins. Well, Matt, thank you so much uh, for spending time with us today and for sharing this amazing documentary and for doing doing your part to wake people up, to shake up uh, those oh, awaken, oh, sleeper, you know, and get that light uh, that light fired up inside of people. It's it's incredible. I am so so blessed to have had you on the show today. Well, thank you so much. I was blessed to be here. I'm proud to now call Matthew a friend, and I am so stoked about this series. Go to reawakeningseries.com. I will have the link in the description of this podcast. It will also be on my website, sarahamazinggrace.com. Use code REMEDY for 10% off. All the proceeds go to support the efforts in the making of the next installments in the series. And if the next ones are half as rad as the first, you guys, it's going to be epic. Okay, you guys, I will see you next week. I love you guys. Peace.